Welcome to that Grooves and Rooney Sports Podcast. I'm Doug Reeves. I'm Martin Rooney. COVID-19 special. Yeah, we're going to be chatting. I'm sure everybody's done heard enough of COVID-19 and uh, Corona, but here's our two pence on the matter. Rooney now kicks away. Commonwealth champion for discus dance. Rooney gets the goal. Medal at the last four Paralympic Games. Martin Rooney ran a great race in lane one. Great character. Well done, Dan Greaves. Right, so yeah, we're, uh, here we are. Within the government guidelines, of, of sanitised our hands, and we are snuggled up on the bed together. There. High jump bed. High jump Most, bed. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, wives, if you're listening. Uh, it's true. We're in the high pack. We thought, whilst we can use it, why not? Um, yeah. So I guess interesting times for everybody um, in uh, various work capacity, especially athletes. Um, we're going to chat about obviously the coronavirus, which is hitting everybody hard. Um, what it means as athletes, um, how we're having to deal with training. I guess the IOC, IPC um, decisions of uh, of this year um, with Tokyo, uh, and yes, some general musings. Yeah, I suppose as athletes, um, it, I don't think it's hit any harder than anybody else around the world. It's hitting everybody taking people out it's just stopping people from working um it's just stopping athletes from earning money like there's no salaries there's no oh you get sick pay or whatever it's uh you um obviously we have our funding which is brilliant um but a lot of us have to race in the circuit to to make ends meet and um there's a lot of athletes who who aren't funded who rely on competing and stuff so it's, it's hitting people the same way it's hitting anybody else so i think um not only is it people are getting missing out on their light relief by watching a bit of sport, they're missing out on the, in- the income that it brings. So um, it's tough. Oh, I might have limp dick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it is just an absolute bonkers time, isn't it, um, for everybody? And you wouldn't wish this upon anyone or any country at all. It's just um, it, it, it's a real shame. Um, that so many lives, I guess, are, are being taken and, and may potentially be taken in the future. Um, just hope they can, can really, like, I guess, Boris Johnson is trying his best to give as much guidance as possible from scientists and, and, and medical advice. Mm. Um, just, uh, I guess, I saw a, a little infograph the other day and it's like, if you, in five days, um, only see one person, then the likelihood in 30 days is you only see, you'll only infect um, potentially people, five. Or yeah. Five people, yeah Where if you see three or four people in five days, then that can create up to 500 people that could also be infected. So I guess the social distancing, making sure that you're well sanitised, and I just it's just common sense, isn't it? I think like you'd happily take a couple of months of just being at home securing yourself away um and and just a less sociable environment rather than this to linger on and linger on and, and more people be affected and and it bring a yeah. lot more hardship on the country as well it's uh you know, the 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 herd tactic that british uh the british government took on uh chose to implement it's interesting like obviously I don't know enough about this. I feel like uh, everybody went into quarantine and they still got ill. So, kind of 
what yeah. do you do you know what I mean like I feel like they tried to keep the, gov- the, co- the country working they tried to keep kids in school which I obviously as parents like I definitely feel that um, if I was a nurse or a doctor I need someone to be looking after my kids yeah. um, I'm not being paid enough to have a sh- uh, an au pair <laughs> yeah. not being paid enough to have someone live in the house and look after my kids so I need to be working to make sure you can support that family so it's just like there's so many uh, different arguments there's so many ways of balancing it um, and um, I just want to say I suppose uh, keep up the good work all the people who are putting themselves in the front line and keeping our country moving like Dan said if you can work on the social distancing thing and infect less people then it's brilliant it obviously helps if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger and you're in the jacuzzi and yeah. you're living in your, your mansion I saw him like telling people to stay at home I'm like yeah it's all well and good mate when you're yeah. sitting there when you've got smoking a, cinema, a big cigar cinema a bar <laughs> a like, restaurant all in your own home yeah. with the massive yeah, swimming pool in the LA hills yeah. and exactly if you're living kind of can't preach really well you can but you can, I mean, advise, you can have an impact but you can definitely advise but it's a very different if someone's living in a one yeah. bedroom apartment in uh, in, when in you're Compton feeling, and you're feeling like you what your uh, donkey and your whatever house house pets that come along <laughs> just um, so no it's, it's an interesting one um, but let's focus on what we know we can say what how it's affecting the sport um so what's going on, Dan? Uh, IOC, IPC are basically trying to plough on. Yeah, um, I think it, it's a tough one, isn't it? I think they've inv- like the LOCOGs or the local um, organising committee of Tokyo 2020 has invested massively. There's so many variables, I think, in hosting Olympic and Paralympic Games. Um, that come with it you've got obviously as soon as they win the bid they they bought land they then secured building rights the athletes village will be obviously publicly sold on after the games like they were in london so how do you deal with that obviously the running of the games they might be virus free but something that's crossed my mind recently is what about all the other countries that maybe haven't got a, a strong case of coronavirus in their country like Africa, Kenya, you know, um, some of the... Whoa, 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 Dan. Continent. For them? Continent. Sorry, continent, not country. Oh, yeah, sorry, Kenya. Yeah, Kenya. I was going Africa as a like continent. Like one of those so, Americans. Yeah. <laughs> Europe. Yeah, that country, Europe. Yeah, that country, Europe. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. from Africa. It's a real threat yeah. to us. Um, sorry. So, yeah, like Kenya, um, various, various other countries that obviously want to go to the Olympic Games and perform... But will that stop them knowing that there's other countries like Britain, US, Spain, Italy that will go to to Tokyo if it goes ahead, that they've got potential contamination issues mm. in the Olympic Village that will then come back to their own country and then it all starts again. So it's do like you think it could be a never-ending scenario. This cycle that keeps going on. Do you yeah. think um, if countries are less affected, so like you say, like the continent of Africa seems to have less numbers it still has numbers it's growing um, but if say they went to a games and they were quarantined for a certain amount of time afterwards yeah. would that be the only way to do it or well like so I had a discussion with my wife and it got a little bit heated because I was trying to be a bit diplomatic and she was like well they could just test everybody at the airport and so I just gave the simple term of right okay Tokyo airport 10 planes come in with 200 people on each plane that's 2,000 people 
it take let's say it takes five to six let's say, they, let's say magically they get the test down uh swab people and they get it down to like five or six hours yeah of testing um to get a, a result on whether they've got crane that in itself keeping people in the in, in an airport for five or six hours that's just on one test then they've got to do that two thousand times yeah to then let them into the country to see whether they've got corona or not and then what do you do with the people who maybe have got it or then, then you've once one person's all those, infected, yeah, they're all in isolation exactly right? yeah. So yeah so it's you basically it's, need to provide a it's, a scenario where people land and they stay in quarantine for a bit of time and then yeah. once everyone's clear or whatever like no, I, I don't know enough about but it. But then, like, I, I mean, as athletes going out to compete, the last, you know, yes, the first priority in our mind is our health, but kind of the last thing for if they're pushing it as a, still as a performance games is the last thing you want to do is go and be three days in quarantine doing nothing but sitting around having, you know... On yeah, like, how do you prepare for a games properly anyway? Like, we're talking about now, like, so we're here at Loughborough High Park by the grace of British Athletics, um, because we're funded. Uh, you're qualified for the Paralympics already. I'm part of the relay, so I'm qualified there. Um, so I'm allowed to have a training partner. Um, if you've got an Olympic standard, you're allowed in, but you can't bring a training partner. Uh, if you're if you make those, if you're funded, you're allowed to bring a coach in or, and uh, an agreed physio. So if you have not part of the system, um, and then that's it. And like so. Those are the only people who are allowed to train at the moment here. Obviously, that's if you're a squeaky wheel, like some people, you might get in. <laughs> yeah. I'll just ask the question can I come use the high back? Anyway, um, I think uh, is it like, is, is it possible to even like train properly? Like my, my coach is uh, someone who has uh, ongoing health issues and he's had to go into isolation for 12 weeks. So it's kind of like. Mm. Uh, is that ideal preparation for a games anyway? So you could go to the games. It might this games may happen, yeah. but then you're going to have a very small percentage of uh, athletes who are perfectly prepared for it. And yeah. um, I'm not. I don't really care for the whole level playing field thing. Like if you no. live and train at altitude, you've got an advantage over somebody else. If you have uh, three square meals a day, you've got an advantage over somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I don't buy the whole. Oh, it's a level playing field stuff because that's bollocks anyway. But like the whole spikes thing some athletes will have better custom spikes that no one else is available to so the level playing field thing has always been bollocks but um yeah like say it does the first things first is are athletes able to qualify are athletes able to train for a games if there's no competition so athletics we're heavily reliant on an aging population to yeah. to marshal our competitions uh, to be officials and if there's no no competitions when do you qualify when do you get ready yeah. for a game so these these are important to us, but they're trivial in the grand scheme of things. Oh yeah, yeah, massively. I think the sport as a whole, um, in in our eyes, obviously, we'd be like, yeah, postpone it because it's you know you you're not going to get the same. Even if they put a games on, you're not going to get the same quality of sport mm. that you're going to be watching previously because everybody isn't going to be in that frame same frame of mind. Um, plus, people obviously be worried about. It kicking off like the virus resurging again. I'm sure Tokyo itself really, once it's got rid of the virus, doesn't want to take any risks or wouldn't want to take any risks in mm -hmm. public health. Um, and it and it's almost a bit of a strange feeling because you've still there's, there's still a target there because they haven't said they're cancelling it, mm -hmm. but 
you can't fully well you can we can we can we are very fortunate obviously here in Liverpool to train full time and be still be able to train but you can't really fully focus on something it feels like there's no end goal to me at the minute because it's so up in the air and it might not happen so what do you do? Yeah, <laughs> do you, like, you carry on training and what about if you get injured and then it, it's cancelled obviously that's a blessing but do you, do you still motivate try and motivate yourself that there is going to be a chance to win a medal in the in the summer or it, it, until it's until it's confirmed like how how would you go about how's your mindset towards my mindset's a bit all over the place because I've trained very hard this year I think I talked about in the pod a couple of times where I'm definitely in better shape than I've been for the last couple of years I'm not going to go out and say I'm going to run 44 low but I might run to be honest I wouldn't even I'm not even aiming for Olympic standard but I wouldn't be surprised if I got close-ish to it which compared to how I've been in the last couple of years is it's a massive improvement so it's like if there's Olympic Games to aim for I will get to it but if there's no Olympic Games I'm kind of like well just put all this work in yeah. I know I've got to do another big couple of months to get ready to compete at the top level but is it really worth it um, even if it like say uh, there's not going to be any places to compete <laughs> so I can't even like not even not qualify for Olympics uh, or not go to Olympic Games there's nowhere to race anyway so it's kind of like well and just from the no, vibe no. I think like speaking obviously with yourself and a few others I think most athletes would probably be like an early clarification rather than a last minute, last ditched. Okay, like this is what's happening. Yeah, like, so if they are willing to, if if there if it is feasible and um, enable and they're able to postpone it, maybe by months or by a year or two years, like mm. it's been suggested, I'd much prefer to know sooner than later. Obviously, yeah. they've got to. And that's another problem is that until each country has righted its wrongs with the virus pandemic, then they can't really say because it could disappear in two weeks time or three weeks time, which obviously isn't looking like it. But let's just say for argument's sake, it does. Then we can go ahead and, and yeah. everyone can carry on with their normal lives. But it's not looking like that. So I'd prefer them to come out earlier and go, look, this is the plan. We've got a plan, you know. Plan a. This is yeah. They've only at a minute got a plan A, and they don't really seem to be coming up with an alternative solution. Where I think to put people's minds at rest across the globe, who a want to go and see it, but b are going to be involved in it. They so really need to to, to be. A why bit do more you think clearer. they're not saying like we're just going to delay it, the same as like UEFA has delayed theirs like a year? Again, I mentioned with the obviously the property thing, and mm-hmm. then they've got rights because IOC, I guess, have to then now reconsider the right soul to the low cog because they they give them a whole year so 2020 is the year that yep. they're contracted to perform the game so yep. they can put it back to october and october olympics and november paralympics yep. as long as it's in that calendar year that's they're contracted to which is fine it's then they have to renegotiate a new contract if it falls outside of 2020 which and i think in the current climate is fair enough do you but think, um, then that's another legal issue where IOC and the LOCOG um, and the Japanese government have really got to come to a, a decision and that can take months because there'll be a lot of legal ramifications because yeah. the likes of sponsors and media have invested coach, heavily huge, into the infrastructure in Japan and um, lots of training bases and everything else that comes with it. It's an absolute minefield to try and sort out. Well, it's like the, the games to IOC TV money is what NBC is like 1.6 billion per games. Yeah. So NBC moves it, it moves to October, November, right? 
they also have the rights to the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, in or they cover the Premier League in, in, and what happens then? Are they going to say, look, we did our values products been devalued because it clashes with a bigger, like whether you like it or not, the the Olympics Paralympics are brilliant and they're huge and they yeah. generate one oh, over yeah. a billion viewers and stuff like that. But the Premier League is the Premier League, which is generates a hell of a lot of money yeah. in gambling and stuff like that as well. So it's kind of it like, detracts. It detracts from their yeah their like viewer rating. Yeah, so they're like well, it, so the IOC obviously want to capitalise their money grabbing. <laughs> no, I don't want to get fucking double slander. No. Um, but at the end of the day, they've heavily invested. They rely heavily on the money that comes in from the Premier League, as we are an amateur sport, and uh, they need to make sure they can afford that rent in Lausanne. Um, so it's it's an interesting one. Um, will it will it let it go to 2021? See, I I've got a theory that Nike won't let it happen because. Nike has its own games happening in 2021. It's got the IWF World Championships in Oregon uh, yeah. at Nike. Uh, basically, it's, it's is the Nike HK, Games. Yeah. And will they let it clash? I don't know. Like The debate is whether IOC is bigger than Nike or Nike is bigger than the IOC. IOC is huge, mm. has a global reach. Uh, but Nike has the US government and has the US, track and, US Olympic Committee in its pocket. So it's kind of like the yeah. biggest Olympic Committee. It controls it. And if it would be by the grace of Nike, I think if the, if the games was to go ahead in 2021 instead of a World Champs, I know we're only one sport, it's only athletics. It's not the Paralympics as well. It's just yeah. like, it's just able-bodied and stuff. But um, I just think how powerful Nike are. Like they are yeah. the biggest global brand, aren't they? And I just don't think you could feasibly have two majors in one year. No, I think like 2022 is possibly the most realistic. It one. might. Sh overshadow the uh, the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, which uh, well, it shouldn't, but um, having an and Olympics a maybe a, a, a month or so afterwards, athletes are going to be more inclined to prepare for an Olympic Games in yeah, all, the, late, the late August, September, Olympics and Paralympic Games than they are maybe to a Commonwealth Games, which is just unfortunate that it might have to lie in that year rather than a World Champs yeah. year as well. And that's the problem with the Commonwealth Games is that it's, it, compared to Olympics, it's so small. Yeah, like this is a limited number of countries. I mean, it's we've both been to Commonwealth Games. It's a yes. brilliant feel. It's exactly the same as the Olympics. Yeah, Athlete Village. No, it's not. Multiple sports. <laughs> it, it it's is, much more fun. It, it's, Me and you had much more fun yeah. in uh, Glasgow than uh, at the Commonwealth. But I don't think it's the same as the Olympics. I mean, no. I've never. I don't know for you. In an, in a, in an, uh, like an athlete's mindset, Olympics and Paralympics is their yeah that's ideal dream, and and Commonwealth is up there, but everyone dreams of becoming an Olympian or Paralympian yeah. that's, and that's the kind of that's always the thing isn't it the we're defining aspect which is so, a problem also. yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens there with the clashes and the politics and stuff that's involved obviously it's huge you, I feel for the people of Japan um, they've not done anything wrong they've put they're probably prepared to put on one of the greatest games ever and um, I knew the buy-in was huge there we were they were struggling to get together we were struggling to buy tickets for um, my family and stuff like that, not only were they expensive, but like just availability. Yeah. And like the Japanese people struggling to get tickets, they really want, when we were there for the world relays, they were desperate to get tickets anywhere they could. They thought we might be able to help them, but <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, the only way is by going in through the lotteries over there. So it's, um, yeah, I feel for the Japanese people, I feel for the, um, the, the amount of time and energy and money they've put into it. and. 
hopefully the products their Olympic Games isn't devalued when it does come around uh, so we'll see but at the end of the day like what can we do we're just it's just, out of our hands isn't it we the only thing like, like in everything um we can only go on the advice the advice given from our governing body um like the people can be given advice from the government um which is to kind of keep yourself isolated but in 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 control of your own actions um take responsibility and um and yeah just be careful so make- daniel we've been careful what are you going to do if it's delayed by two years do you think you can convince do it? my wife i can do another two years yeah see i'll keep blaming my wife for this but really it's me yeah uh, my wife kate she's been brilliant but, but that's amanda another, yeah. she's been brilliant as well but like they've put up with a lot and uh i know kate said like if it if it comes to it then we have to and we can financially do it then okay cool but if yeah. we can't and then it's you just gotta let it go kind of thing so it is tough um, yeah because oh, i was thinking about this the other day and we've both what's your would this be your fifth fourth fourth and this is your sixth. Mine's sixth. And we've just been greedy now, aren't we? <laughs> we are. I, I obviously naturally really want it to go ahead, mm. um, as long as obviously the detriment of health and everything else is is bypassed. But you know, and that's all solved and everything, and we can and it can go ahead. But yeah, I'd be absolutely well gutted that if it gets it does get postponed and rearranged because not only have, have I like I spent like three years in preparation for it to to go on from Rio. But then also, I was thinking, you know, I'm getting to the latter end of my career, starting to look at different avenues to have a bit of a backup post-athletics. Mm. This was going to not be the swan song, but the result really determined how far I went okay. further in athletics. So if this then is delayed by, say, two years, and in two years' time, you know, I'm going to be nearly 40. <laughs> my God. So Best old. looking 40-year-old out but there. But it's like... <laughs> How how can I still try and vie for a medal when I'm you know nearly I know I know it might be possible but injuries are more frequent now mm-hmm. like um, you know athletes two years is still a big chunk of time it's for massive. people that are maybe coming towards the latter end of their career who have thought maybe Tokyo will just give it one last bash or or something and again like you say financially like what happens with funding because we're funded towards a Rio target and does it does it then get do we have to have a recontract or is, is, there... is, is that not just yearly um well, well yeah but we're generally for most people we're kept on then with the targets of rio so mm. say so your target this year is to make a final and whatnot then like where are the legal ramifications going forwards for funding right because you yeah it. mine's yeah obviously oh. Tokyo the relay is yeah, I'm so funded then, as a re- I've been funded as a relay runner for the last couple of um, centuries so um, <laughs> that's the job but, um, but yeah so there's all different things with like funding keeping people on thing. I'm sure that it won't be a problem and there'll be a, like a re-edition contract and everything else well I don't know like, like, legally wise like it's most quite a lot of people are funded towards the result of, of yeah Tokyo, it's, it's so. an interesting one because obviously our relay squad's quite mature let's say i think cameron chalmers is a baby he's literally he's uh 10 years younger than me i think you said that in the last part he was 10 years yeah yeah um so it's like he's the young and then myself and rubber rubber's what 30 let's just say he's in his 30s and then i'm in my 30s and then matt is 
hopefully another year older and wiser and stronger and faster um and then yeah. we need some more guys coming through like people like lee and you got um a couple of the other four hurdlers hurdlers stepping up and yeah, there's some of the 200 meter boys hopefully ready to step up as well so there is obviously some athletes coming through but if you're looking at it from uk sports point of view um their yeah. plan uh might not re revolve around athletes in their 30s so no it's very interesting to see. Um, but then, yeah, it's, yeah, because they fend obviously athletes for their targets, um, medals, you know. Yeah. Um, but then I was just thinking, maybe we should do a bit of a public service announcement on this pod. And maybe I've now put Rina on the spot. I haven't really chatted to this before, but I'm sure we can come up with something of how to stay fit and healthy if we are kept in the home. Lots of sex. Yeah. <laughs> CV. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, so for me, um, I'd say if you can find some YouTube clips of like stretching, I think that's one thing definitely all athletes should be doing anyway, but definitely start off with a stretching routine and then try and find like a home circuit where you're lifting stuff like, I don't know, like your Hoover, your vacuum. Um, that could be a weight. Uh, you can I have, would say uh, tinned products, but most of those are they're all the gone. Yeah, so. yeah. If you've got a spare child lying around, use that as a weight. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't swing them around too much. Um, Rucksacks, suitcases, if you can fill them up with stuff. You know, like you can imagine obviously 20 up. kilos is your limit when you're going on a plane. Um, so if you fill it up with whatever you've got, like books or uh, clothes, whatever. Um, so just trying to find like ways of keeping yourself active. I think um, if you live in an apartment, try not to annoy the neighbours downstairs, maybe do it in the corridor. <laughs> yeah. uh, for me, I've got uh, a garden and got a bit of space, so... Uh, I'll be able to do med ball throws and I've got a TRX so I can do like core stability stuff. I've, I'm gonna, uh, I've got med balls, I've got some dumbbells, I want a kettlebell somewhere. And um, as I mentioned, kids can um, definitely do some kind of weighted stuff there. Running's going to be the, the difficult thing. Like I, I don't have a treadmill or a bike at home. Uh, we did actually look at buying a watt bike and it cost a small fortune so we didn't get it. Now I kind of wish I had done it. Um, so I talked about I did an interview half asleep for um, Alex Spink from the Mirror and I was just basically like oh well, I'll just go run some hills yeah. so that's what you'll see me doing if I'm allowed out if we're allowed out and about yeah. and the high pack becomes uh, closed I'll keep doing that but just um, keeping yourself active as possible I think it's just not sitting down watching Netflix all day otherwise mm. we'll turn into um, zombies yeah, it's zombies. Especially if you're watching what's, some what's of the, the... Uh, real-life murder dramas and stuff, we'll become psychopaths. Exactly, yeah. Start for getting uh, mental problems. Yeah. What's the film where... Wally. We're going to turn up like the, the guys up in space who oh, walk around yeah. on the, the space hopper things. Um, so, yeah, we're trying not to become soft blobs. And I think, like, also... Like, what do you think, Dan? What would you do? Well, like, a bit... I've probably mentioned it in the past about my diary and stuff, but I think it's really important just to have like a plan and plan your day out. Like when you get up, when you have breakfast, like <coughs> obviously it can change from day to day, but um, if you're, yeah, if you're being isolated at home, um, yeah, it, like it can, it can massively help along with your mental well-being as well to know, you know, when you're having lunch, when you have to do some downtime, some stretching, some yoga, um, some different one. activities for athletes. But then, yeah, if you're having to work from home, take regular breaks, make sure, you know, you get some fresh air in good intervals. And, and yeah, just like not 
become too cabin feverish because mm. then that can affect your quality of life, like your attitude as well. Yeah. Um, you, you know, everything, if we do go into lockdown, is going to be people are going to become more confined more pressurized in small spaces and yeah it's not going to be pretty if you can't handle it so i always yeah plan with my diary anyway um with my athletics so it would just be the same again if we're kept in lockdown like it would just be good to like wake up and then you know what's come in know how much time you can give it's obviously we have to plan away with kids and it's a nightmare trying to oh my God. get any time to yourself but um it's it's one of those things where I think if you're organised and you and you and you yeah you've got a good plan in place you effectively don't worry as much because you know what you can you can sort yourself out. Um, I think it's people that maybe are just winging it and yeah they're we're, we're creatures of habit though aren't we? Definitely as athletes we have oh, routines we have uh, things that make us tick and having a routine for me has obviously been something that I really struggle with when I'm on my break because I literally yeah. get up and I'm like. Why have I got what shit up? do I do now? Yeah. Whereas uh, with kids now, I suppose I, I'm going to have to start doing some homeschooling. Um, so Jack's finishing school today, his last day. Kida will be will be allowed at nursery. So pray for pray for us with our young kids. <laughs> yeah. and pray for them, I suppose, pray more to the point, because it's like they need to make it through this time as well, um, and they'll be bored of us. And but it's new for both. Like it'd be new for both of us having to look after children, but then like also relying on our partners for us to get out and do well and, uh, they've got obviously so new, they've got, but like, I... we've got to that's where you have to then really plan your time because if you're going out for an hour to do a session and whatnot or a run and like um and then you go back and obviously then kate maybe go and do some yeah some coaching some or stuff. some stuff think, yeah it's like i think for, for a me balance. it's a bit of a i know it's going to sound a bit of a prick kind of thing to say but I normally piss off at this time of year. <laughs> I'm normally off to the States for a month. I know, this, this is the um, first time I think we're able to celebrate, or if we are able to celebrate your birthday in the UK since, well, I think, a long time. Last time I had my birthday in the UK, I was uh, 19. I came back from the Commonwealth in Australia, and we went out to the Black Sheep Bar in Croydon, and got pretty shit-faced. Um, and uh, that was April, April 3rd, so send in your presents. Yeah. <laughs> No turds, please. Um, no, I think, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. My dad was saying maybe try, he wanted me to come down to London. I was like, no, you can come up to Loughborough. So, although we're trying to not have big gatherings, so to be honest, I'm not that fussed. I've never been fussed about my birthday since I've been young because I think like you're on camp and you're, when you're on camp, you're, your focus isn't, it's your social life. It's about eat, sleep, train, repeat. So that's always been my kind of way of dealing with it and, I'm a bit worried now. Got to do something. Yeah, I mean, like we we mentioned it earlier, like we just thank God that the energy companies haven't gone down because there's oh, great things fuck. like <laughs> FaceTime and everything else, Skype and water. Yeah, well, yeah. simple right, things. People that we need. working at Seven Trend, thank God. Um, I'll put a shift in for them if they need it. But yeah, keep it, it working. just if that goes down, then you can't keep in touch with loved ones, and if you're doing, especially being in social distance and isolation, yeah, like just pray and hope that the electrical companies don't go off the if grid they survive yeah that's and that's it like i think um all this panic buying's pissing me off a bit oh massively um i didn't really get the whole toilet roll thing what, what's the big thing like i think if, you... if pe people think Sorry, people just this panics because they, they saw virus and obviously the, the virus isn't gastro so it doesn't make you go to the toilet and whatnot but yeah they just i think a you got 
a little bit concerned if there were then I, I can't believe that it's still like a thing where people are just panic buying all the toilet roll I thought it might have stopped it's by now bog but roll stop it it's the worst thing's the worst you have a shower yeah and um, I think just because they think they're going to be confined for a couple of weeks um, and then if they, if they do lock down then you're not allowed well, you're only allowed certain trips out and certain amount I think one person might be allowed up her household to go and get essentials oh, did you hear that Geordie lad so oh, and, uh, the the army lad, oh yeah, <laughs> I can't do a Geordie accent, but <laughs> do it. No, <laughs> why ape it? <laughs> uh, frog on the tine. Oh, frog on the tine, all night. No, it was it. Uh, oh no, I'm just dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blind. I'm blind. I'm blind. <laughs> um, no, Some kind of Irish. I don't know. I can't do a Geordie accent. Never been able to get Ross Murray on. He can teach me how. I bet you a groove. Um, but there was that video, uh, there was that uh, WhatsApp thing going around about how the army all getting ready and all that kind of. My cousins, brothers, sisters, boyfriends, mothers, whatever, cleaner, cleaner <laughs> at the the barracks in this, and they're all getting ready. And I don't I, like. Yeah. To be honest, WhatsApp's been golden as it always is in times of drama and times of news. And like when Phil Schofield came out, came out as gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was just funny because it was like why was this really a big why was it news in the first place like good good for him yeah, good for him but then it was like Gary the Gopher knew for ages and so <laughs> memes so all. yeah uh, the, the whatsapp ones are going around at the moment keep them coming keep me entertained uh, I don't want any racist ones keep them to yourself because there's nothing I don't want anything to do with that but um, no it's funny isn't it like how people are spending their time and how people are, some people are adapting. And I think as a nation, we seem to be doing okay. It's got to bring us together a bit more, a bit more community spirit. Well, yeah. I like I all the things that people are like saying, like if they need help, like we've, we've spoke, given our number to a couple of our neighbours, a couple of our elderly neighbours and stuff. And um, you see Bonbon Patissier, they were obviously yeah. decided to close up shop and they've probably had more loads more of people business. <laughs> more business I definitely bought a couple of those yeah. scotch eggs wow they were good see I've given up chocolate for Lent so when I saw that and their Insta stories of all these amazing cookies and mm. chocolate bombs and tiffins and everything sold I was like I've oh damn it <laughs> giving up chocolate for well, Lent I'm doing my bit for the people yeah. and doing like great people Martha and her husband can't remember his name right now, but they're good people. And Is it Dan, Dan, that's it. Yeah, good lad. Uh, really good at hand woodwork. But um, yeah, like I, I, I lost a fair bit of weight mm. after I came back from South Africa. I put on loads of weight in South Africa because I say loads of weight. I was just a bit heavier than I thought I wanted to be. I don't really get big, uh, but I managed to lose like three and a half k in. It was about a fortnight. And then it's kind of probably gone back on and one trip to Bomb Bomb. So that's been exceptional. Um, so Sangria is still on ice until we know what's happened with the IOC, IPC. She and had then, that champagne away back in the garage. Uh, the, the celebration, the retirement celebrations. <laughs> we'll see. But we'll keep plugging on. Keep doing yeah. our shit. Yeah, that's all we can do, isn't it? Um, yeah, that's it. And focus on what we can control. And, enjoy this special time that we get to have with our families and um, yeah that's it cool stay safe everybody um, and I hope that's uh, enlightened you a little bit yeah uh, 
always wash your hands, sanitizers before and afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and if you don't want to, if you're in isolation, I don't want to see any unwanted pregnancies in a couple of months' time. <laughs> yeah. so. They were saying in nine months' time, when is it like? January. What they call the generation of? Yeah, they're going to call it COVID nineteen generation. Yeah. So, behave yourselves, guys. Enjoy yourself um, and stay safe. Thanks everybody uh, for listening. If you could like and subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts, yeah, iTunes, Spotify, all the usual outlets, and follow at Martin Rooney at Discus Dan and our handle on Instagram at. GRSP podcast. I think so. I think it's podcast. It's been a while. It's been a while. So but, um, yeah, yeah. Check all it the out. details are on there. Um, let us know what you think, and we'll get back to you hopefully with an update of our training. Um, we might even have some details on competitions. Let's keep our fingers crossed.